Hello, everyone. I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Butterfly Effect podcast. My name is Queen Shimoniak, and I welcome you to this week's episode. I hope all of you guys have had some amazing weeks. I know that I have been kind of MIA, but I feel like it's very important for y'all's host, aka me, to take some time for herself, just recenter and, you know, attend to my own mental health so that way I can come back stronger than ever and help all of you guys out. Today, I have a very special guest with me, a very dear friend that I have known for quite a while now, to be honest with you. Um, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, yo, what it no kidding. <laughs> Hi, my name is Delmar Hill. Um, Yes, we've known each other way back. First we met was God's Will's, shout out to God's Will, uh, his flapper party. Mm-hmm, his 20s party. And she came in with this dress. I was like, damn, girl. But she was like, we friends. I was like, yeah, we friends. So who we are? <laughs> <laughs> no, she's cool people. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, you want to tell them a little bit about yourself? All right. Uh, I am 30. Uh, I'm single as fuck. Ladies, what's up? Oh, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I work for USPS. Um, I'm just a chill guy. Uh, as Queen said, I think, you know, I'm a pretty cool dude. She's someone that she can rely on. I've had to have her back a couple of times. Hey. We all have each other's Next back. guy that breaks her heart, I'm coming. All right. That, I'm going <laughs> to. Only, only fans? Are you going to get only hands? All right. Uh- <laughs> Well, this I'm glad that we're starting this off so lighthearted because this topic is very touchy for the both of us. It's one that I feel like shaped us to the people that we are yeah. and has made us seen like the world in a completely different way. And that is divorce. I mean, aside from, I mean, we're not married. Like, say, none no, of us, we, we're, not. we're not married. <laughs> like we're not married. Like I don't have a husband. Nor have we wife, been married. Nor have we been married. But we were kind of like victims as to like being a like third party to children of divorce. Yeah, children of divorce says. And I think that this is a very important topic because I think divorce is something that is kind of overshadowed as something that can be seen as a traumatic event, mainly because you don't have to be the main character of trauma. You can be like the repercut like you end up reaping the repercussions of someone else's decisions right i mean because we really don't well didn't have a decision or a hand on you know what's Mm -hmm. how the divorce happened right because i mean you're just brought into this world and you're taught to rely on these people that you call your parents and you see 
what they present in front of you and you kind of hold on to that like beautiful glistening idealized version of yeah these people are here to protect me and they love each other and it's not until something you don't know what's going on in their lives you're so young that you're just wrapped up in your own world and then you figure out this word called divorce and all of a sudden like your parents aren't together and you're having to pick sides and it's just that it, sucks growing up yeah so who are you spending christmas with who are you spending thanksgiving with uh mm-hmm. it sucks still sucks yeah <laughs> having two families <laughs> and then having to court I, I mean i feel like it's very it's even more difficult as an adult because you are still caught between those two worlds because mm-hmm. when you grow up you start like especially with who you were raised by specifically you carry on those characteristics and then you go to the other parent and they're like, oh, you are starting to sound like your dad. You're starting to sound like your mom. And it's like, okay, like, like y'all both raised me. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So um, tell us about your kind of divorcee family, like, dynamic. Like, how did you find out and, like, what age were you? So I really don't remember the divorce because I was – I want to say I was three or four. Mm-hmm. One image sticks in my mind. I've never asked if this is true, but in my mind, I remember me being pulled, honestly, like back and forth by them. Oh my God. Trying to know he's coming with me and know he's coming with me. I remember that very vividly. But uh, oof. in terms of, I don't really honestly remember what age I was when I realized, obviously, because uh, my dad, he ended up meeting my stepmother, Chaniqua, mm-hmm. when I was young. And she basically raised us as well because mm-hmm. my dad had full custody of me and my two older sisters. Mm-hmm. And then we would go. My mother would pick us up for like spring break or holidays or weekends and hang out with her. Mm-hmm. But um. <sighs> What was the question? I'm sorry. I kind of. Oh, ripped. no, you, you basically answered the question. I feel, I mean, it happened at a very young age. Yes. You didn't really remember. Yes. But in that moment of the fact that, like, you know, kind of the aftermath of like you're being with your dad more and you're not seeing your mom around more, was there any indication like, okay, there's mommy and daddy aren't together anymore? Or was there like a, a point? Oh, well, yeah. Because, like I said, my, my dad, he, uh, remarried yeah and uh i I was a ring bearer in that oh wow yeah so i was still young how did you feel with that because my parents also remarried but i feel like it was a completely different attitude and dynamic towards it and i just think that well how how old were you i was um around like eight or nine when they divorced yeah okay So so i was a little older but the thing is i didn't know that they were getting a divorce okay i kind of I was always very intuitive as a kid, so I ended up catching both of them fighting sometimes, and I just wanted to be the the person that wanted to fix things, which as an adult is something that a behavior of mine I'm always trying to, like, repair. Right. Um, but basically, like, I would see them fight, and I would come in between them and be like, no, mommy and daddy love each other. Kiss! And I'd make them kiss. And I then can see you doing every- that. <laughs> Even now. And, um... <laughs> Every morning, I would ask my dad, like, Dad, do you love mom? Like, are you going to be with her forever? 
do you promise? And, like, first he would promise me. Then it kind of, like, got to the point where he, um, like, he couldn't promise me. Like, he would change the subject. Right. And then I just remember coming home one day and, like, my dad was hugging my brother and I for a very long time. And I was like, no, something's wrong. Right. Like, and then we're at the airport. And at the time, like, my dad and my mom, like, my dad, he worked at um he was a college professor but he also worked at this marine military academy so he would work overnight so i'm thinking okay we're on this plane going on this trip and dad's gonna meet us tomorrow like mm -hmm. that was my mindset because that had happened before and we were on this plane for a really long time and i'm like where are we going like what's Did going you on your brother yeah my brother and i and my mom and i kept asking mom know. like i was like mommy where's daddy like where's dad and then it was i think 10 minutes before we were landing in Hawaii, she was like, mommy and daddy are no longer together and I'm getting remarried tomorrow. And I was like, now from a child's perspective, like it was, that was, that was how quick it was. Mm -hmm. But from my mom's perspective, when I found out when I was older, like, I'm getting comfortable. This is interesting. Like there was a lot, there was a lot going on on her end where of course, like in a child's mind, time doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. it, everything we think of things very simplified and my mom there was a lot of buildup there was a lot of things that were already happening behind the scenes where to her it wasn't like a drastic thing and it wasn't that dramatic but from a child's perspective it was so i just remember getting off the plane and meeting my stepdad and i'm like so your mom like remarried the next day for real yeah like so she was already in the relationship well apparently my parents divorced and my mom um was waiting for the paperwork to finalize but she allowed my dad to still live in the house until he got everything together so i thought they were still oh. together and i didn't know this until i got older so they were just keeping up the ruse for a bit yeah and that kind of as a as an like as a child that changed a lot for me because at the wedding i was thinking to myself that um like i was thinking to myself like you know what like now i have to be the protector now I have to be the person that um, I had, like, at the wedding, like, everyone was acting happy, and I just kept looking at the ocean, and I'm like, let's go swim to dad. Like, right. let's go find dad. Like, right. And at the time, um, I think it was, what, Parent Trap that was, like, really popular at the time. With the, the, the yeah, with the, yeah, yeah, so I was like, yeah, we'll pull a Parent Trap. Like, you know? <laughs> We're going to find the kissing rock. Yeah, I was like, we're going to do all these different things. And I just think as a child, that's when I had that drastic shift between, oh, I was living in my own little childlike fantasy to, no, I need to be an adult. I need to be a protector because I don't know who this man is. Right. And I don't know where we are. Like, I just thought we were still in Texas. Like, I thought, actually, no, I just thought we were in Harlingen. I thought Harlingen was the only place on the on the map. Because that's where you all have been. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So then I found out, nope that's not true and wow i think we were in hawaii for a month and then we moved to germany so just being like displaced and i didn't hear from my dad for months was the most like heartbreaking situation to me so wow yeah it was it was something else <laughs> i feel like everybody's like divorce family story is different and i just feel it like is. mine is very i mean yours the I mean, more on the dramatic end <laughs> to be honest i mean I guess for me, like I said, I, I was younger than you, so I really don't remember. Um, I still have to, I've, I've never really asked my parents or my mother or my father if uh, 
the the true story of what happened or what transpired for them to uh become divorced um i still <laughs> hear tidbits of it here here and there but i don't know the full story um i just know that my my real mother and father have been were together uh when so let me think he had raven raven was the first child that's my oldest sister mm-hmm. and ooh Dang, I'm, I'm trying to think back too. He was still in college, uh-huh. maybe, and then he had Erica with my mom, mm-hmm. and then I came later on. I mean, I'm just jumping around, but what I like one thing I remember hearing is like my mom was irresponsible with money, so like he would go to work, and uh, my dad he would was trying to go to school, he was working, and my mom was being a stay at home mom, and mm-hmm. he would. Is what I just what I heard. I haven't confirmed or denied. Or, yeah, but of course. that he would give her money to go get groceries or pay bills, but she would take it and like go buy clothes and spend it on herself oh, and stuff I like see. that. So before I was born, there was already things going on. Like things going on for right. them to to divorce. So it wasn't anybody cheating or anything, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, but I guess it came more prevalent for me let's see because he remarried first and mm-hmm. then our, my mom had a slew of boyfriends i remember uh, uh bobby i remember <laughs> uh she's currently married to ricky ricky he's he's cool yeah um there was bobby and then there was marcus i remember yeah. those two yeah <laughs> it is weird having because because you have your dad and then i called my stepmom mom because she basically raised us. Of course. And shout out to her. Uh, I love her to death because she came in. You always get asked uh, by my bro, uh, my friends, like, bro, you know, you're you going to be a stepdad. You know, I'm 30 and single. <laughs> but it's like, I feel like I could because mm-hmm. I feel like it takes a strong person like my, uh, uh, I call her still mom. Mm-hmm. But her name is Chiniqua, my stepmother. Yeah. Um, But she came Super in. Super sweet. Shout out to her. I oh, love yeah. Her. You met her. Yeah, yeah. She's so sweet. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that's a whole different story, <laughs> but, uh, you know, for me, it, not for me, but just to see a, a woman, a black woman mm-hmm. to come into the life of a man who has three kids yeah. who are young, mm-hmm. that's a, that's a strong woman. Yeah. That takes a different level of strength oh, to yeah. be placed in that role as like, yes, I'm going to be a mother. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a per- like, I'm going to be a provider. I'm going to be someone that supports and to fill that role i and not just one truly under three kids yeah three three kids like all different ages Mm -hmm. different stages of their life and being Mm -hmm. able to take that role i mean kudos to her for that yeah and like you mentioning like that whole was it kind of was it a diff was it a weird transition to kind of call your stepmom mom for a little bit did you still feel like there was a loyalty to still call your like did you feel that uncomfortability I, i remember struggling with it because like I said she still raised me because mm-hmm. I was young when she came into my father's life yeah so I still called her mom but then I still called my mom mom too yeah so 
it's uh I guess so it's weird because even now when I'm talking about either one of them, so like mm-hmm. you know, my mom or Latanya, that's my real mother. Yeah. So I say, Oh, my mom, or I'm talking about Tunico, I have to make sure who who mm-hmm. because my mom is my mom. Latanya, that's my mother. She birthed me, but then my mom is also Tunico because she raised me. So mm-hmm. maybe it'd be different if I was like 14, 15 or older. Yeah. Cause like Ricky, for example, she uh remarried to yeah. Ricky, but I don't call him stepdad. I don't call him dad. That's yeah, just Ricky. yeah, that's just I was. I'm older now. Yeah, you're you know, older. Like, it's he didn't raise me, mm-hmm. so it's uh it's still kind of weird. But just I just have to verify who I'm talking about. Right, and I think that's something that I've had to do as well. But it because of how drastic everything was, it took me a really long time to figure out how to say dad because. Mm. I was thinking, I don't know who this stranger is. I just know who my father is, like who my dad is. So it's like I would really try to exert that separation. And I mean, on top of that, my stepdad was going through his own level of traumas. So at the time, he didn't seem like the best person to my mom. So, of course, I'm thinking like, no, mom and my dad need to be together. Like they need to be together. Just being that childlike mindset and it really took me a long time of like growing up, maturing and kind of like it kind of just slipped out one day, but I do I did notice that when I would like be at school and they'd be like, "Oh, your dad?" and it's like, "No, that's my stepdad." Like I I it, it like for the longest time, it's not that I was stubborn. I just felt like other people kind of want to view family as like the nuclear like Americanized like family at like dynamic of like there's a mom there's a dad there's a brother there's a sister and a dog like that's that's the that's it so when I felt like when they would look at me because I'm very light-skinned compared to my mom and my stepdad they would constantly still give me looks like okay how how are they all related like how how does this work and it I could feel that uncomfortability at such a young age and I just always felt like I needed to be the spokesperson for my family. And I think it just took me a really long time to just say dad to my stepdad, but also still like not. But in my mind, it was like, well, this person raised me in a different way. Mm-hmm. But I always felt like my loyalty was to my real dad. And it's like, I, I mean, was always that, play- yeah, I was like, yeah, because that's your dad. Yeah, yeah. I was always playing this like balancing act of like, because I want to say, I think at one point I did say stepmom. Mm-hmm. And I think I got in trouble for it. Like, oh yeah, like, no, that's your mom. This is my dad. I, I want to say that that's your mom. Like, yeah, don't say step. But uh, like a a little brother, mm-hmm. Russell. I mean, in all technicality, it's my step brother. Mm-hmm. But that's my brother because yeah. I was there. I mean, she had him when I was still living at home, still in grade school, and I helped raise that little fucker and <laughs> but that's that's like you know, that's my little brother i've you know uh because when i only say half or step brother when people like kind of dive deeper like yeah How so you know, How? i mean technically yeah. Yeah, he's my step brother but no nah, i still claim that will forever just be that's my full whole brother yeah and so. i think that's like a beautiful thing in itself because mm-hmm. i just feel like over time i've at the end of the day like family is who you like who you make it it doesn't have to be blood but of course like when you are oh that's funny because i was listening to a podcast earlier <laughs> and they were talking about there's a quote uh blood is thicker than water yeah but that's only half the quote 
and the guy he actually looked it up. I forgot what it said, but dang, what did he say? That's it was so Daniel Sloss. It was Philip DeFranco, a conversation with Daniel Sloss. Also, it's two while working today, and like it, it's it's. Uh, I'm so curious. Like I want to look it up now because I every time I've ever heard that quote, I'm just like, okay, but I can think of so many people, and even in my own situation where family is not always like doesn't always have your back and family is what you make it and I think that for me because my parents divorced and I was able to like have that moment of independence for a very long time in my life when I got older I had to come to the conclusion that people will come into your life and will change the way that you view yourself Mm -hmm. but will help you like deal with those feelings of abandonment or make you feel those like fill that void of feeling like your perception of love is not tainted like you have to develop that yourself and I think that was the biggest struggle that I had like after my parents divorce because in my mind like when I asked my dad like hey do you promise like I was I was raised to take people's words seriously oh yeah you know, words like go, that's something my father like it is me. what like it is until is it gold. isn't. If you don't have your word, then you have nothing. Nothing, yeah. So when I felt like he broke my promise, or I Oof. felt like my mom broke my promise, I looked betrayed. at. I felt very betrayed. I was like, "So y'all are just gonna lie to me like that?" <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's, the, the full quote was: "The the blood of the covenant is sacred than the water of the womb." So that basically means that yes, just because they're family doesn't mean you can't cut them off mm-hmm. and i was just like uh-huh because I, I i i have a handful of uh we have a aunt her name is aunt lala ain't la ain't lala yeah and she was forever one of my favorite aunts growing up mm-hmm. and then it was pretty funny uh about a week ago we can have to go my uh older sister raven and her husband they were having a uh a uh a, a not a cookout, a mm-hmm. boil, seafood boil. Yeah. And I actually found out because uh, my real mom was there too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they be they were drinking and talking, blah, blah, blah. But I actually found out that it was my Aunt Lala's fault that my, because uh, I, I was like, what happens to Aunt Lala? Yeah. But it was actually her fault that my dad and mom got divorced. And then it was also her fault that my dad met Chaniqua, my stepmom. Wow. But then I also found out like a lot of other stuff that she mm-hmm. said. Like she at one point she said that my sister and one of her best friends were mm-hmm. a lesbian couple. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's just one of the craziest things. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, this is why I got cut her off. And I understand why, because she was crazy. Well, so <laughs> that's kind of crazy, but I feel like so when it came to fig like finding out, like when you found out about the divorce when you were kind of growing up mm-hmm. being caught in the middle did you feel like you need to fit a certain role to appease both parents oh yeah just the role of i want to make him happy but i want to make her happy but because at the time because i mean you had two sisters mm-hmm. i mean aside from like let's you know take out that your bro- that your stepbrother was yeah born he wasn't somewhere. here yeah so think about I guess did you feel like because you're the even though you're the youngest you're the youngest right or the second youngest I'm the youngest of the of the three yeah so did you feel like you need to fit that like role of being like kind of the man in your mom's life or mm-hmm. like even the the protector of your siblings or 
yes like, and no because mm-hmm. i mean my we got into a lot of fights and they kicked my butt a lot yeah <laughs> but um, i've heard stories <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah you did oh but it was weird because i want to say yes but then again my mom real mom she always had boyfriends mm-hmm. so it was more of being protective of her yeah of, from them right just in case Doesn't that makes make sense. sense yeah yeah it does make sense i felt that way with my dad because like i watched my dad i felt like and this is just something that you know like i said when you're placed into your parents life like they're going through their own things you have no idea what happened in their life prior to you coming right so you're kind of thrown into their reality and i i watched my dad i watched both my mom and my dad go through stages of like that self-love like journey or like especially my dad like watching him date different women and end up being very hurt or like self-sabotaging behaviors or just different things where it's like he never truly healed Mm -hmm. but at the same time like he held on to a lot of resentment from like my mom divorcing him even though it was his fault that they that my mom wanted to divorce like now was it just arguments and fighting anybody did somebody cheat he cheated ah yeah so So it's just like and i mean i'm not trying to like put my dad's business out there it's just it's 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 just a reality or black he's white okay spicy white (laughs) black black man don't cheat um (laughs) i'm kidding kidding. oh my god we cannot have this conversation i'm kidding kidding. but i just felt like and though and i when I got older, and it's not that I'm def- spicy white. <laughs> it's not that I'm defending him. It's just like I said. I feel like my, both parents kind of go through their own things, and you can't defend that though. No, you can't. No, I'm not trying to defend cheating. I'm yeah. saying like people do things or they self sabotage because there are things that are unhealed or there are right. triggers that they never thought about, and it's not until they end up in a relationship or it's not until they end up in something serious or life changing is when those behaviors start coming out. And I think my I just watched my dad progress into the man that he is now and having to be like a therapist Mm -hmm. at a young age for both parents, I feel like was the hardest thing because it's not that they were trying to impose their problems on me. It's just I feel like they kind of trickled down. Yeah, just yeah. Without them trying, it just falls. Yeah, because, yeah, I, I see what you mean. Yeah, exactly. And I just feel like, you know. I felt like it was my responsibility mm-hmm. in a way because it's like, well, I am their child. Maybe this is my role. Right. And it really wasn't until I started to get older where I had to detach from being so like readily available for people. And I had to fend for myself instead of fending for everybody else. Cause it's always felt like I need to be in like that fight mode. Like, Oh yeah. Like I need to be the protector. I need to be doing all these different things and I need to assess to everyone's needs but my own right and i just think that especially like in our parents generation mental health was not a big oh no topic. it was the idea of, down upon and yeah, yeah go to church you'd be all right yeah or the idea of divorce is like the most taboo thing ever because you make this promise to god that you're gonna love the person forever and ever and ever and then being born into hearing that over and over mm-hmm. i feel like that does kind of like change the way you view marriage marriage what's your what's your opinion on marriage i i would love to get married okay now (laughs) like i feel like because of course i'm still healing 
I think that there are certain things that I will see in guys of this generation or people that I interact with that will remind me of different things that I've told myself to avoid at a very young age. And I start seeing it now Mm -hmm. and I do everything to try to avoid it. But I feel like marriage, I would love to get married. I'd love to be with someone forever and ever. I just feel like the more that I grow, the more that I love myself, the more that I'm able to understand what love means to me and how I want someone to love me and understand me because I feel like marriage has nothing to do with being with someone forever and ever and you just go through the ups and downs I feel like it really is an uncomfortable stage that you're supposed to be in that's supposed to spark growth and you're supposed to get uncomfortable with each other and know that you're going to be with that person and you're going to like give your loyalty to that individual knowing that regardless of what happens not not in a toxic way, like regardless of anything that happens in my future husband's life, in my life, internally, externally, that we will be supportive of each other and work it out. And work it out. Like, and that doesn't mean like, and this is aside from actual toxic behaviors. Like if there's abuse or if there's cheating, oh, yeah, like, you know, that's not like there's boundaries for a reason. But I feel like you sh- like you should not be marrying someone if you know that they cannot be vulnerable with you and they can't be there for you in the way that they should because especially for for like us that we've got like we had we're we're kiddos of like divorced parents that's a trauma in itself and when you're with somebody like whether like you get married or not Mm -hmm. that trauma follows you in some way shape or form it's not it's not that we attach ourselves to that identity it's just that there are certain things that we are still learning about that we never addressed and it's not until you're in a relationship that those things get triggered and then you're like like where did this come from like where is this stemming from where's the root cause so yeah like you're not your partner's not your knight in shining armor it's not that you know it's not that prince charming in the store in the storybook that's supposed to be absolutely perfect and you are meant to be absolutely perfect as well your partner is there to spark growth within you. It's supposed to help you understand and shed, shed light on parts that do need to be healed, that do need to be nurtured. Because when you have friends, when you have family, yes, that is a part of you that like you will always have and you develop that support system with. But to share a certain part of who you are and your soul and be able to connect on a romantic sense where you're really letting somebody in yeah. like completely <laughs> – that takes a different level of courage. That takes a different level of looking at relationships and looking at your past experiences, connecting the dots and being like being able to, that's the true <sighs> idea of being people vulnerable. In, letting people is hard. Because me and you had that on the way back from Thanksgiving, we had that, that little come conversation through. about yeah. letting the past couple of people in and mm-hmm. it sucks letting people in and just, just getting just, stabbed from inside and right my heart (laughs) yeah especially because both of us i feel like we're very loving people we viewed our situation like okay yes these this situation happened we had to become strong because of it it's Mm. just a response we naturally had so now as adults i feel like we are so we we've reached a different level of emotional intelligence that we can't just deal with things that are not um, permanent. We can't deal with things that are temporary because we've seen what 
temporary looks like. Mm-hmm. And all we want is stability and commitment. And it's consistency. very right and consistency and that's communication yeah. and being and that's how you are supposed to allow someone in when they're giving you those little indicators that they want to be there for you and they are being that stable ground. And I think it for me, I think it sucks because a lot of people when I do have, you know, little like mishaps or different situations and past like relationships or people that I encounter where they say, oh, queen, it's just you're being clingy or you're being somebody that um, is codependent. And it's like, no, I've always been independent. But to learn to depend on somebody when you grew up knowing that forever doesn't actually mean forever. Right. And having to find that stability is very hard. And having to search for that type of stability in this era and learning what it means to be stable within yourself is a journey within itself. Mm-hmm. But how do you view like marriage? All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, about just looking at numbers, marriage ends in divorce about 50, 55% of the time. And then when you divorce and remarry, it shoots up to like 65, 75%. Mm-hmm. It's not that, I don't want to say I don't believe in marriage because I do, but I would want that one partner to where it's like, we don't even need to be married. People know that we're together. Right. We have each other's back, everything that you said. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I know my future wife, because mm-hmm. I, I the same wife because i know she will want to be married mm-hmm. so i will go through the marriage and everything with her because i know mm-hmm. it will make her happy right so me personally if it feels like my choice like hey what do you think i'd be like we don't we need to get married yeah but i i will to make her happy and to progress and mm-hmm. that's how i feel which is, is that I, bad like no, no, as, as it, a, as no, a it, woman and i say that so is that psychologically bad? i feel like that makes sense and i'm just gonna try to pair this to like our experiences when you see two people your parents come together and they did the physical act of basically telling each other we're going to be loyal to each other i do but yet, to yeah forever, yeah to that do his part, to part. Yeah. that physical action when you saw that fall apart you're realizing that psychologically having that physical thing didn't help the long-term goal. It didn't help like the mental aspect of these people really being together forever and ever. So you would rather say, well, we don't need to prove that we love each other. We should already know each other enough and be committed to each other and be on the same page to know that we are together and nothing can shake that bond and we don't have to do anything to prove to ourselves and to reassure each other that we love each other when we should be doing that like forever and ever. So I get that concept. What? Like personally for me, I mean, of course, like I would, you know, you know yeah. me as a person, you know, yeah. I, I, I'm cool with it. I go with the flow. If she wants to be married, not it. I'm, she will want to be yeah, married. Yeah. Like if you want to make it official. official. Yeah. yeah. We'll get married. We'll put that on Facebook, all the official mm-hmm. stuff. But if it was just me, I would just be like, no, we don't need all that. But yeah. I still think that I think it is. It makes a lot of sense because at the end of the day, marriage is more than just a piece of paper. Right. It's more than just a exactly. ring. It's because more than, hey, we go to I, the courthouse, we sign some documents. Yeah. It's also, I mean, you see so many stories of 
people that you'd think would be in the most amazing relationships. They have the ring. They have the house. They have the dog. They have the life. And all those physical things could not make up for the distance that's between them that has, like, allowed both of them to naturally, like, to grow apart, to hate each other. And then they end up being very unhappy. And it's, like, at the end of the day, like, marriage is a concept Mm -hmm. that is represent like is a representation of something deeper that you really like at the end of the day it's stability and you have to like i said when you find that one person and you find that stability in yourself to be able to share it with another person and be vulnerable and let them in and they're letting you in that's what it means to really flow like Mm -hmm. regardless of what happens because like the ocean, the rivers, the seas are not always calm. It's right. not always like serene. There are things that go on that we can't even see, that we right. can never understand. Right. But they happen. But you have to be ready. You do have to be ready. And one thing I want to add on to that is, like I said, I am 30 years old and people have in their mind is still like, I want to be married by 25. I want to have this by 30. You don't need that. Like, like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm 30 years old. I have friends who have. I have engaged friends. I have mm-hmm. friends who are married. Uh, I have friends with children. Mm-hmm. I also have friends that are divorced and are going through divorce. Mm-hmm. Don't rush it. Take your time. Be open. Yeah. Don't look for it. Right. Makes sense. Very sense. Because don't 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 let the like social media or just to, in today's age dictate what you should have by this age. You yeah. know what I mean? Just those focus on yourself. Yeah. For those extras, focus on yourself, make sure you're right. Mm-hmm. So when the right person comes along, um, what, what is that? Uh, baby good. Uh, uh when I, what, uh, hold on. I'm trying to think <laughs> of that Neo like... song. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> I'm good all by myself, but baby, you, you make me better. Oh, ah! Throw back, throw oh, back. But yeah, you want to make somebody who just makes you better, yeah. but you want to be good too. Yeah, I, it really is about divine timing. But of course, like, we all want to be loved. We oh, all yeah. Want, Don't yeah, get me like, wrong. I, that, listen, I, we I all want to be Ladies, look, hey. <laughs> ladies hey. and gentlemen. Ladies. No, just ladies. Me. Just ladies. Oh, no, okay. and gentlemen for, for queen. Uh-huh. We, 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 you know, I'm, I'm to the point. I'm open. Slide in my DMs. <laughs> this man is just trying to advertise himself. Nah, Listen, this nah, is nah. not Tinder. <laughs> this is not Bumble. But I will say that, you know, based on my experiences, based on your experiences with divorce in mind, how do you view, like, how do you truly view relationships in general? Like, from all the triggers, all the traumas, all the things that you had to walk yourself through, mm-hmm. how do you feel like that translates over to how you approach relationships? Ooh, well, I, you don't ever stop learning mm-hmm. about things about yourself. Yeah. The last woman that I dealt with just opened up. Okay, before that, I was dealing with the girl for several years, mm-hmm. and I was still learning off and on. And I blame myself. Like, I, I give 50-50, like, myself for not being able to just notice that this isn't happening to walk away and herself for not just being like, hey, no. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. egging me on. So it was like 50-50. But with the last one, it happened so quickly, and 
in my eyes organically because I didn't try. Yeah. It was her. And from from the experience with her, it made me realize even more things that I like, even more things that I don't like. Mm-hmm. And it's just taking each that sh- relationship or each interaction with uh, whoever you're, you're with. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just taking that and learning from it and growing. Uh, as I say, me and my friend Daniel, we leveling up. Yeah, you know, we we always saw things in video games and anime. You know, yeah. that was just another character arc. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're just steadily progress progressing until we find our Hinata. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> no, but I get that. I feel like, and for any of y'all that are either going through a divorce or your parents are going through a divorce, regardless of what age you are, wherever you are in your life, there are moments that you are really going to feel like it's it was your fault or yes. it, you might feel like you are stuck in the middle and you don't know what to do and you're caught between two worlds, even between two different cultures or religions or mindsets. All of these different things kind of trickle down to the fact that you are going to learn how to separate yourself from someone else's issues and someone else's traumas because your parents or your partner makes their decisions based on what they feel like is best for them in that given moment. And you have to be able to like muster up that strength and find your own individuality, find your own independence to where you can stand your ground and you can be able to dictate what you're looking for. And if you need to take that time to like write down what you want, write down like what are some things in yourself that you want to work on so that and but at the end of the day, just know that you will never be 100 percent healed or ready for the person that's going to come in your life because you're not supposed to be. You're not supposed to be this perfect person because nobody is perfect. There's no such thing. And and one thing I learned, too, just I guess trauma itself, any kind of trauma Mm -hmm. uh, is don't run away from it it's it's for okay for me personally i ran away from it a lot Mm -hmm. and it'll always come back up but when i finally turned around and faced it and ran towards it it helped heal way quicker yeah so i know everybody is different but you know if you need therapy for anything reach out don't bottle it in yeah reach out to your friends reach out to your family uh my father with the other girl uh after all that ended we became more close than we ever had before mm-hmm. because i've never called him like dad what the fuck am i doing wrong you know <laughs> yeah. what i mean and that just having that conversation until to now it's just made her made us closer yeah. and uh you know just just notice uh key not keys but just factors um like factors that come into like the things that you go through yes and pairing that together and being able to act like truly acknowledge how you're feeling yes why you're feeling it and be able to move forward yes and at the end of the day you'll never truly find a solution to a traumatic event that you had been through because one thing that i did notice in myself and something i've actually like notice in a lot of people that I've met whose parents have divorced is that they go through this 
thing in their mind where they're trying to figure out what went wrong. Mm -hmm. And as adults, they constantly do that. When things go wrong, they're thinking of 10,000 other reasons as to how it went wrong, where it went wrong, and how they could have fixed it. And at the end of the day, you cannot fix your parents' relationship. You can because it has nothing to do with you. It really truthfully has to do with them, mm -hmm. their own journey, and you just so happen to be a part of it. And you are, like I said, you're reaping the consequences of their decisions. However, over time, it's not about fixing it. And it's not even about fixing you. Like you should never look at your healing as you think you get you're broken and you're so broken that you have to fix yourself. It's not about fixing yourself. It's about elevating. It's about healing. And healing does not mean you never see the scars. You will always be reminded of those scars. Those wounds will open up. And you will be some in some relationships where you might feel that sense of abandonment when your parents divorce. Or you might feel that sense of like not being good enough or having to prove yourself to other people. But at the end of the day, the lessons you learn from your past relationships or the relationships that you have seen other people be in is all a part of how you're going to truly understand what it means to heal for you, have your own coping mechanisms, be able to go to certain people that you trust. Because like we can, like Delmar and I, we can talk about these topics together because we've talked about this we so often. We have shed some tears to each other. Exactly. And it's like, it really does take time to talk about these things without breaking down. I right. feel like maybe years ago, I don't think we could have sat here and not not just talking about yeah kids and yeah we still we want to act tough on the outside yeah and i think that I, there's levels to our inner child mm -hmm. we have the inner child we have that little part of us that wants to feel needed and then we have our outer child which is the teenage version of our inner child that wants to be like you said that strong person that like no you can't infiltrate you can't like and, do and this especially sucks too because i'm and in the friend groups that I have, I'm the one that people come to, yeah, for advice and help. But it's like, what happens when that strong person that they depend on? Who who do we go to? Yeah, I agree. And it's like, I really do appreciate you for being able to be vulnerable to me and to share your story with me because not with me as a person. Aside from sharing it with like all the beautiful people out there that are listening right now the butterflies the little butterflies i'm trying to figure out a name for my for my <laughs> for my for my listeners y'all need to let me know. i thought about that but i think that's so cliche anyway um i digress but it really does take a certain level of courage and a, and a different like aspect of growth to be able to sit here not just to talk about it with other people, but to really communicate it with yeah. another person and know that they're not going to judge you. Like they're not going to feel like there's this competition of who went through the most trauma. Like you know, or and see, this is what who's I most to do healed. And and because we were gonna do this over Skype or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, let me come. I feel like it would be better if yeah. we did it in person. Exactly. So, do you have some words, inspiring words? For my audience. Before that, I have one more question. Yes. Back what in is divorce. It? Yes. Your mother and father. Mm -hmm. Can they coexist? Can they coexist together? No. With. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, finish the question. No, finish the question. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Well, oh, obviously, I was like, can they coexist with their partner together, in like the same area? I wish that they could. I really do. I just feel like 
And if our parents are listening, what's up, y'all? But um, I'm not sharing. It's okay. I, <laughs> I, my mom has no problem with my dad. Right. My stepdad doesn't have a problem with my dad. I think that my dad is still running this idea in his mind that what my mom did. And I, I, I get it from a certain perspective. Like when something to another person seems like it's out of the blue, dramatic, and it's like, oh, I, I thought we were supposed to be together and now we're not. Right. It's. I get where he might be coming from, from being hurt by something like that. And then on top of that, he was hurt by many other people afterwards and had gone through other divorces. Mm -hmm. But I genuinely would wish that he can let that go and start healing to be able. He doesn't have to be in love with my mother. I just wish that if my mom were to call him and say, hey, like Queen's graduating, I don't want him to block my mom and be like, why are you calling me? And it's like, at the end of the day, the one thing they share in common is my brother and I. And I really do wish that both can coexist with each other without feeling like there's still unsaid, like, like there's like built up resentment or mm. pain. I just feel like at some point there needs to be a time to let that go. And whether that is now or later or you never tell the person that you forgive them or you never let the other person know that you're sorry for how you treated them. I just feel like that's the most mature thing to do. Right. And like, that's my, that is my big wish. Cause like, you know, when I get married one day, you want them both to be, there. I want them Obviously. both to be there. And I don't want to feel like I have to separate them because my dad will say something that is like sarcastic and my mom will take it the wrong way. And oh, I don't want that. Like, and it's not that they're not, they're not argumentative. It's just for me being that, child that wants to just fix things it's like sometimes i really just had to come to a conclusion of just letting things go go and letting it be because i'm not my parents i'm not them at all i am me i'm on my own journey i love them both equally a lot mm -hmm. and i wish their journey to be the best that it can be and i love them for loving me and loving my brother and for supporting both of us, especially supporting me. And I just hope that, you know, I just hope that they're able to just be happy in their own lives and hopefully share their stories one day. Mm -hmm. So that's how I feel. That's my two cents about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, like, like I said, everyone goes through their own thing. Yeah. And you just sometimes people are going to learn at some point, whether it's now or later. My, uh, I don't know, they, my, my dad and mom and my mom and Ricky, mm -hmm. they've been together in rooms or get togethers or parties or not parties, uh, like, uh, baby showers when my sisters were pregnant or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I kind of, it, it's, it's very tense. Yeah for me so they can't call this and hey mom and dad and ricky and mom if y'all listening to this i love y'all a lot <laughs> but it's it's you know not even gonna lie like they they are they can't coexist they fake it or i feel like they do fake it because even when they're separated i still hear jabs here and there oh yeah and like i said i i learned i heard a lot of stuff from mm -hmm. my mom's side from my dad i was just like what? yeah it's <laughs> but um they they can suck it up yeah and 
coexist in the room, but I'm just always in a corner, just like eating popcorn. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like oh, and what's gonna happen? And my my both of my parents are kind of like that too. But my dad makes it very obvious that he's trying. Like you put like it's almost like he built a an actual wall. wall yeah. Between like, and he'll act very cold and like stoic. Right. And I don't like that because I'm just like broski, like. It's not worth it. Uh, it's like, what are you doing? Like, right. you're happy in a relationship. You're married. Like, let it go. But I, as I say, I'm. I can't dictate someone's growth. Right. I'm not. I'm not God. Okay. Right. I'm not the universe. But I love y'all. Love you, parents. Yeah, we love y'all. We just. <laughs> <laughs> this is just coming from our experience. I mean, when right. you're seeing things from the outside looking in, it's a different perspective. But do you have any encouraging words to tell? My little caterpillars. <laughs> my butterflies my are little better. booty flies. B- what? <laughs> um, what is uh, encouragement? Um, I'm just I'm piggyback what you said. You know, when you thank me for being, uh, did you say like courageous or brave? Would you say mm-hmm. about me? It's. It, I don't think it's even. I mean, it is to a little bit, but it's just the years of, I guess, the trauma of not even just the divorce, but past relationships and just mm-hmm. life um i've just gotten more comfortable with myself yeah um don't lie i really mm-hmm. don't have to lie and like i always say i'm an open book mm-hmm. uh if you ask me a question i'm gonna answer it truthfully yeah you know so once you become comfortable with yourself like i'm one of those guys i will go on a self date i will go out to eat at a fancy dinner by myself because it mm-hmm. looks good why because i'm comfortable with myself yeah and i you know always thought it was weird until i actually did it and it's it's, it's cool you know so mm-hmm. encouragement words of encouragement be comfortable with yourself and you'll be just amazed by what more you can accomplish yeah i love that that is so true like being comfortable with yourself and you know regardless of what you go through regardless of like the things that you're placed in. I mean, whether it is divorce, whether it's something else that you've had to witness just in those interpersonal relationships, mm-hmm. just know not only do you have the choice to make your own path and figure out who you want to be in the future and like really grab on to that, mm-hmm. figuring out like who, who you want to be, that individuality and that independence, but knowing that it's okay to recognize that these things happened and it's okay to start moving forward and not feeling rushed and that's how you're able to really be comfortable with yourself but learn how to be comfortable with letting other people be comfortable with you all right everyone that is the end of this week's episode i hope all of you guys enjoyed it i had such an amazing time talking with delmar when him and i get together it's just always a fun time and talking about divorce and talking about our experiences and sharing it with you guys was absolutely amazing and i hope i really do hope all of you enjoyed it it's just really nice to be back and talking with you guys and i just feel stronger than ever so more episodes are obviously coming in the running so stay tuned for all of that if you would love to keep up with me or just learn more about the topics that I cover, you can follow me on Instagram at the Butterfly Effect Podcast underscore. Also, if you have any questions or concerns or would even love to be a guest on one of the episodes, you can definitely email me at the Butterfly Effect PDCT at gmail.com. 
also guys i do have a cash app so you can um make a small donation to help contribute to future episodes it can be a dollar it can be five dollars whatever your heart or your intuition tells you to give it would be greatly appreciated so i love you guys very much i hope you have a great weekend and i will see you on the next episode